This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. I went to Gibbons. Uh, okay. One of those, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Kyle, well, and I, Kyle and I both graduated from Poppin. Yeah, I'm actually not one of those, to be honest with you. I grew up way on the other side of the tracks. Right. Um, oh, I didn't mean it like that. I was no, 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 no. I, I didn't. <laughs> Trust me, I went there. Um, but I, I was, uh, I, I knew one person when I went to school there, and you know, I went to Catholic right. school my whole life. That's how I was raised, and and so my mom and my dad were like, "Well, you." got two schools to choose from for high school so you got and i'm like all right we'll take the one near the beach yeah makes sense right? yeah it's pretty much how that went but i knew one person there um and i was shocked because the first day i go there there's some kid pulling in in a porsche yeah <laughs> you know what I, mean? I grew up in north laurel on the yeah. corner of kimberly yeah. rock island i mean yeah. it's not you know yep i mean it's not really nice now but it was a decent neighborhood to grow up in as far as like the values of people there but um it was by no means, you know, rich no. growing up. I had we. I am the youngest of six. Um, we grew up in a four bedroom house, one car garage, you know, and we all made it work. And that's the whole grow we yeah. planted and, yeah. and how Good it goes. But you know, my dad owned an AC business and you know put all his girls through college and uh, made the boys pay on their own, and <laughs> <laughs> which is the way it should be. It's fine. Um, but yeah, I mean, so what are you doing? The blonde here, Kyle? Yeah, I'll go with the blonde. All right. Start light. All right. You want the blonde, I'll, the dark, the dark? I'll do a little bit of the dark. Yeah. Not All too right. much. Just a little sip. All right. No worries. No worries. Because then I want to so. sip more. Yeah. Well, that's you know. That's the problem. That's how it goes, right? And you want to mix that with ginger or coke? Do, or? do a little bit of ginger ale. Yeah. All right. Here's the bar. I ginger. usually keep the light with the light and the dark with the dark. <laughs> yeah. Seems as logical. A, as a rule. Yeah. You, you are an artist. So. Well... I like consistency, my yeah, friend. Keep the colors together. Yeah, they always say that's it. The the three C's of of art and design are consistency, consistency, consistency. So that's what makes it all work. <laughs> that's okay. I made the rug, so that's good. Yeah, yeah <laughs> thank you, sir. 
Um, and then one for me here. I'm going to go uh, Dark and Coke here for me. So um, we are rolling through here, and I am just, as I usually do at the beginning of every show, pouring rum. Um, so I'm here with uh, the good family, right? The, the whole it. family. The whole, the, the whole right? fam family. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Kyle, good. That's right? correct. Yeah. And his father, John, John good. Uh, they're here with me today. And um, you guys put on a lot of things, but today we're talking, we're, we're going to talk about everything you guys do. But really the main reason that we're like, hey, let's do a podcast is because we're working together on the Pompano Beach Seafood Fest right, com- upcoming. That's um, right. And that is going to be the 22nd through the 24th. Did I get those dates right? That's it. Oh. Of April. Yep. I remember. See, this is my completely or- organic, <laughs> unscripted show, and I don't have notes in front of me, but I remembered that, and I'm yeah. very happy. I should know that because yeah. we were designing all, all the stuff and doing all the marketing and promotion and shirts and all yep. the other stuff. So uh, we're getting all that dialed in. Um, you know, before what were we getting getting into before we were saying oh we rolling yet we were talking about one thing that we wanted to kind of just get into a little bit about oh so we were talking about the grower you planted right right and how you know it takes a village and everyone kind of like you and stuff we got going on with the edbl crew and troy ganther and the papa's raw bar guys and you know you get 26 degrees right over here and we got that whole circle of trust if you will yep. like yep. kind of like you know getting it all together and we spoke this weekend and a really cool thing that i found out was a little idea that this was like a give back kind of thing but yeah. i didn't realize on what level really and we love that connected by water we're all about community um and and really just being involved in the community and giving back yep. to the community and then we recently had um, Marshall Gordon on from Chaos. Okay. And we had a good conversation about how when you do that, it some weird way the community ends up giving back to you, whether it be intrinsically or good business-wise or something like that. So it's all kind of... Yep. Big circle. Is, is, yeah, symbiotic in, in nature. Um, but c- can you take me through a little bit of... Or a lot of it, because uh, <laughs> I want to talk a lot about it. Because you had mentioned to me on the phone that we're like, you know, we really don't promote the fact that we give as much as we do, but maybe we should probably do a better job at that. So please, right now at this moment, do a better job at that. <laughs> and I, I think that word community you used is really one word that kind of embellishes that whole point. Mm-hmm. We, um, I think it's probably good to start to kind of start this from where we started back 36 years ago. Please. And do. kind of why mm-hmm. the festival came to. <laughs> so um, Yeah, why why? What what, yeah, made why? You, what made you So I'll 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 lend the torch to my father on that so, note. So so it all started back in and I've been on the Pompano Fish I was on the Pompano Fishing Rodeo board and committee okay. for thirty something years, I guess. Okay. Uh, and it, it actually came out of we were the, the gal who Patty Carr and her husband Vincent ran the, the rodeo at the time. Um we had always done our awards out at um we did it at the harness track for many years and then it moved to crystal lake country club and we weren't real happy with that so we were actually it's kind of a funny story since we're here drinking some rum but patty and patty and vince and my wife laura and i we were up in uh, okeechobee doing some bass fishing and doing a lot more drinking than bass fishing okay. and we were coming home that at from that weekend and we were talking about the rodeo and how what we were going to do to make the uh for our for our awards and we kicked around the idea of a seafood festival uh-huh. And so actually that's where it all started. We actually went to the chamber 
And so we have this idea to do a to do a, a seafood festival, and we want it because we want to do our awards at the end of the tournament. So the the seafood festival and the rodeo were always on the, were on the same weekend in the early days, and that's what we did for the first. Oh, really? Yeah. So it was like a combined event. Almost? Well, yeah, because like a, so know, we did we actually, we literally did the did the seafood festival to give away our awards at the end of the tournament. So we, okay. we fished. You know, it, it, we used to, it was actually a Friday, Saturday, Sunday. We used to fish, fish three days in the rodeo years ago. And then on Sunday afternoon, we did, our, we did the awards for the, uh, for the tournament. Mm -hmm. And the very first seafood festival was just a one-day event. It was right at the end of Atlantic Boulevard and the beach. It wasn't even on the beach. It was just right there at the end yeah, of Atlantic. I, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that was a long, and that was yeah. 30, well, now it was actually closer to 40 years ago. So <laughs> wow. we lost a couple of years with the pandemic. But that's how it all actually started. And of course, the rodeo is a not-for-profit, you know, and, right. and we raised over the years, you know, a, a huge amount of money, you know, our, with our artificial reef program and all the things that we did. So we kept the beer concession for the, for the rodeo. So for all those years, the rodeo committee sold all the beer and all the money that we made from the beer sales all went into all of our, all of our conservation efforts, you know, whether it was the artificial reefs or supporting the public education, you know, and working with, with NOAA and all the things that, that we did at the time. So that's kind of how it all, all started. And um, then after the first, geez, I don't know, five or six years, I guess, we got started getting into the turtle seasons. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, we couldn't do the event on the beach for the seafood festival anymore because May 1st was the beginning of turtle season. So yep. that's, how, that's how we ended up at the end of April for the, for the seafood festival. But then when we formed the seafood festival, it became its own 501c not-for-profit corporation. Mm -hmm. uh, and it has always been. And we brought in a bunch of other charities. So now today, um, we have 10, 10 basic charities who, who get all the, the benefit and, and the Pompano Chamber. So one of the things I love about our, our, you know, all, of the, all the proceeds from the event, when the event's done and all the bills are paid, all the money that's left goes, into, goes out to the, all these groups. So it goes really deep into the community. You're talking about yeah, community. It and it goes really deep because there's 10 different groups plus the Chamber of Commerce that all, all benefit from the, from the event. Yeah. That's outstanding. I mean, I remember when we discussed yeah. this this weekend, I was blown away by yeah. actually how much you guys give back. I mean, some of the charities were you got Seroptimist, um, Seroptimist, uh, Rotary. Okay. Um, we got uh, Shipwreck Park now. We're supporting the Wahoo Bay oh, Project. Oh, very cool. Which that kind of was, we, obviously our roots, as my dad's talked about, were the Pompano Fishing Rodeo. Mm -hmm. So to keep kind of those roots alive and what we're doing with conservation, now that there's no longer a fishing tournament, uh, Shipwreck Park's going to take the shoes of the rodeo right and so for this year that money is going to go to support wahoo bay which we're very excited about awesome and um some of the other groups the boy scouts yeah uh, kiwanis club there's actually an east side chapter as well as a west side chapter okay um ely high school pompano high school very cool involved. so you guys are giving the boy out, scouts, like, all over pompano the boy scouts yep. yeah that's great yeah and, and yeah. The, other, the other really cool thing is all these groups that we're naming they all they all perform a role at the seafood festival so we're a very volunteer driven event Okay. So like the uh, the Pompano Kiwanis West Side, they'll be manning the t-shirt booth with uh, some great t-shirts that you helped create this year. Yeah, they're all right. They're, they're all right. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, the high schools, Pompano High is actually right across from where our venue's at. Okay. So we kind of have a strategic relationship with Pompano and they do all of our, they do our parking mm -hmm. and we actually use like the high school bus loop we line with cars. Uh, we put cars in all the different student lots at Pompano High. Then there's a large grass field on 10th Street there, and mm -hmm. Blanche Ely does the parking for that. Um, okay. So every, every charity has a role that they provide uh, assistance with at the festival, which is another cool item. All right. Yeah. What year is this? 
Um, do we do we count the last two years? Yeah, we're we're, we're having that debate. <laughs> we're the, this is the thirty. All right, so what's this, the debate? This, this is the thirty sixth seafood festival this year. Okay, but it would obviously be the thirty eighth if we hadn't lost two years. Okay. <laughs> well, if, I, I think so if you the didn't do them, then you just go right to thirty six. Right. <laughs> right? I mean, you've been I, doing I it for thirty eight years. Thirty eight years. Thirty six. All right. So that's yeah. a long time. It's a long yeah. time. And then we're either thirty six or thirty eight. Still, that's that's and, up there for and, for doing an event like that, especially when you get the whole community involved. Of course, there's got to be a lot of work. There just are very few. There's I don't know that there's another community event in South Florida that is has lived as long as and as the seafood festival has, and particularly in today's today's world. These community events, the volunteer-driven events, are really tough for anymore. Yeah, just... I don't think there is one that's. I mean, the only other one that I can think of that's been going on as long, but it's probably it's a different thing. Is the boat parade, but I think, but it doesn't have. I mean, it's got a give back component, but not like this. Yeah, right. Yeah, and it doesn't have a volunteer component like this, and that's just put on by the chamber. You're kind of getting the chamber and everybody else involved. I mean, it's great, and I'm excited because. This is the first year. Now, we were supposed to do it in 2020, in 2020, 2020 when, right, when yeah. COVID, you know, reared its ugly head. <laughs> and, and, you know, and I can't believe I said it. I'm not supposed to say the C word on the show, but, <laughs> but I said it. Um, when it reared its ugly head, and obviously everyone's got their own side stories to that one. But in our case, um, we had to pause. And um, thank you guys for considering me and bringing me back in the fold again, because this was something that, we really, really, really wanted to do. Uh, we really wanted to get involved with and stay involved with because this has got Connected by Water written all over it. And when we say Connected by Water, I don't just mean my company. I need the theory of Connected by Water right. and what it means and what we try to live by. And we really try to run our business through that whole mantra of we're all connected by water. It takes a community. Um, and waters bring people together more than they divide. And you got to believe that and it's, you know, it really is the truth. Yep. You know, if you look down up and down the intercoastal, you know, the one common thread between Lauderdale by the sea and Pompano and Deerfield and even Boca is the fact that we all share that intercoastal waterway together and it crosses over boundaries. Yep. So, yep. Yep. yeah. So, you know, one of the interesting things you talk with the Wahoo Bay thing too, just as a, as a, as a talk about the money mm -hmm. for the two years in 2000, 18 and 19 um through the rodeo you know the, when the, the rodeo committee we actually donated ten thousand dollars each year from proceeds from the seafood festival to the first year was to shipwreck park when they were doing the lucky the lady luck okay and they sank the lady luck we donated ten thousand dollars and most of those revenues came from the seafood festival oh wow to that project and then we donated another ten thousand to the wahoo bay project um, in 2019, I guess mm -hmm. it was. So, I mean, we've, that's $20,000 that's come out of the seafood festival in the last couple of years that went to that project. So, okay. One thing I want to bring up about this year's event is you guys are doing a little something different with the music. We are, we are. And I'm personally very excited about it. Um, I know it's anytime you do anything different, there's always a risk oh, yeah, of, or people are going to accept it with open arms and, um, so far, everything that I've heard, the rumblings around the community is that, yeah, it's being accepted by with open arms. And I think it was a really, really smart move to do it this way. Can you that, elaborate on yeah, that? Yeah, that, that's great to hear. I mean, it's definitely a step out of <laughs> our comfort zone of what we've done for all these years. Mm -hmm. You know, we've always had that kind of one headliner and a lot of people come to sing. Everyone's been working for the weekend or, right. you know, we have America, the guests who we've had some great names over the years. But unfortunately, those bands are just getting crazy expensive. Right. And, so we, and not to mention crazy old. And crazy old. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's the truth. I mean, I mean listen, if, if we're being honest and frank about it, you know, 
when you have a local event like this and you're bringing in the local community to put another layer on it and bringing in your local music community. Of course. It just made sense to me. You know, yeah. it, it really did. And I know um, Troy was probably, Troy Ganter from Papa's Robert probably had some influence he's, he's been on very, that. He's been you know? very supportive and involved. And, you know, we kind of had to look in the mirror. At the end of the day, when the purpose of this event is to raise money for our community. Mm-hmm. And when we're paying these extraordinary amounts of money to these national performing artists, yeah, they're taking a huge chunk of that pie away. And that's that much less money we have to give to our benefiting organizations. So we kind of reached a crossroads, especially where we are today with what just what things cost in general. I'm sure mm-hmm. everyone's been by a gas pump lately. It's a oh my god, <laughs> it's it's not a fun situation. No, it's not at all. So I mean, if we wanted to continue kind of having that one headline ban, we were probably looking at a fifty to sixty dollar ticket price and seventeen and eighteen dollar beers. Yeah, and that that's not who we are. That's not seventeen what we want or eighteen dollar be. beers. I mean, if you've been to the Palm Beach, or you could come on this yeah. podcast, exactly. And say, Pop, and fill our room for, <laughs> for free. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. Cheers, guys. Listen, really, I think this gives the bands um, that are coming now. Some of the local people know some of the well-known bands, especially like the Uproot Hoot Nanny, who's been a staple in this area for a long time. But there's going to be some other bands that people are going to come and be like blown away absolutely and they're gonna be who is that and they're gonna discover new bands they're not gonna be like oh yeah i'm just gonna sit around and say like a band like the guess who it's like maybe most people only know like one or two hits from (laughs) them they're gonna hear an entire set of songs maybe they don't know and they're gonna wait till the end to hear that one song is that really the worth it at the end or are you just gonna get a bunch of bands that can just blow the roof off the place and they're gonna like where groups there's another one oh she's great nikki they're great right she's awesome you know they're um they're friends with my sister down in Miami. Okay, and that's how I actually first met them, and then I don't know how it happened. Oh, I remember. Anyway, Todd and Val who put on the the Jimmy Johnson. They were hanging out one night. They're all in the same place, and there was my f- sister's friend's band was playing the Square Grooves. They played the Jimmy Johnson. Troy heard them there at the Jimmy Johnson. Thought they were a great band. <laughs> invited them to come play Papa's Raw Bar every weekend, okay. and that's kind of how it starts. And they're an amazing band, and they're playing South Beach Seafood Festival and all kinds of places now, and they keep growing and growing right. and growing. But I'm telling you, Nikki and her husband throw it down like nobody's business. I mean, when people see Guerrero Grooves come out, yeah, they're going to get blown away. Uh, Tr- Troy actually turned me on to her back in 2020, and we did have her book for the 2020 festival, and I was oh, really you did? excited. Yeah. So I know she was very excited when we reached back out um, that we're, we're back on finally for 22. And I got to tell you, it's one thing to see them in front of Papa's and their little, oh, yeah. in the small set, but when you see them on a full stage, it's a completely different animal. They're great there, and they're outstanding there. And, and also, another thing to keep in mind with the entertainment, we have 23 bands. And we're playing over three days. So it's, mm-hmm. it's constant, nonstop live music. Yeah. So it's like a real festival. It, yeah. And we have two stages. Um, basically, the way our event's laid out, we have a stage on each side of Pompano Community Park mm-hmm. with all the vendors in the middle. Okay. So, so that was another issue is when we used the uh, amphitheater back in 2019 and we had some of those national acts we've named. When, when the bands were playing, it was really cool in that amphitheater. But the rest of the festival was just complete quiet crickets. It took, took everyone away. Yeah, yeah. The, the, it really didn't best serve the vendors. Right. And so that was another thing we thought of when we uh, built this layout is how do we best serve our vendors? And so now they're all in between the two stages. So people are going to uh, cross from stage to stage and they're going to see our vendors shop and hopefully support these local businesses. I think, honestly, I love 
so you're splitting the stages. Like Correct. That's, so, so there's not going to be no pause in music. There's a north stage and a so south stage. So once this one shuts down, this one's no, ready they're, to they're go. Gonna, they're going right? to both play. They'll both play at the same time. They'll be playing simultaneously. Oh my god! Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So oh, we're so gonna, this is a big area. We're going to offset yeah. their sets by like 30 minutes, but they, okay. w- they will overlap. Yeah. So there will be so times that both ends. stages are live, but there'll never be a time where we're completely dark. There'll always be live music. Yeah. And you've never done it like this before. No. no. That's great. And it's cool because both the stages are identical. So mm-hmm. they're exactly the same size, same tents over them, same sound system, same everything. Okay. So one one doesn't feature one over the other. And the way, and I'll give Kyle all the credit, but the way Kyle and, and Bob Unger, who does our, who's our music booking agent, um, have worked it out, it's different genres are playing at, mm-hmm. at the same time and they mix it. So it's not, you know, it's not all reggae on one stage and country on another stage. It goes back and forth all through the whole event. That's good. So it's going to be really, I think it's going to be really cool. Yeah. We thought that was important when we built our lineup. I mean, you look at Pompano Beach. This is probably one of the most diverse towns out there. Right. I mean. Really is. Wh- whatever you want to talk about. Race, gender. Mm-hmm. I mean. Activity. A- a- age, activity. Yep. So we, we didn't want to have a lineup that only appealed to young people. We didn't want to have a lineup that only appealed to old people. We didn't want to be an all country and all rock, all, right. all reggae. So when you look at our John Wire, literally whether you're 12 years old or 70 years old, you're going to find a band that, that I think you're going to like. Right. And you're going to find food that you like. You're going to find food that you like. <laughs> right. Oh, that's right. And you, you, there's plenty of food. I mean, what are some of the food vendors we got this year? So I know you've mentioned Troy Gander quite a few yep, times. Absolutely. And um, or we're going to mention him a few times more before we're done, I'm sure. <laughs> and I mean, I can tell you, I used to be a busboy at Seafood World and he was the server and my father was best friends with Papa Huey. So oh, wow. our, yeah. our, our families go back a long time. Awesome. And uh, Papa's Raw Bar has participated in our event, I believe, since year one, Dad. As, uh, they've, they've been there as long as I've done it. Which okay. Is, which is, I mean, as, as long as I've managed it. Yeah. Okay. They, Huey, Huey will tell you that they've been there since the very first year. And may, they maybe have. I don't really know the answer. <laughs> it, it could very well be but, true. Yeah. I mean, they, they've been around a long time. Yeah. Yeah. So so they'll be doing stone crabs and oysters, uh, seafood vinaigrette, um, they, they, mostly seafood that's served cold. They, they're not going to be doing any cooking on site. Right. But um, I mean, there's stone crabs. Or everybody loves stone crabs. Now I'm right? extra happy that we're going to mm. be set up right now. <laughs> <Right. laughs> Absolutely. And then uh, another food vendor that I believe has been since about day one is the, yep. Cro- the Cross family, Shalor and Steven with Florida's Fine Foods. Yep. And they're they're famous for their paella. Mm-hmm. They, they they have the huge pan, and you can see everything, all the crab and shrimp and corn, and they have a really attractive display. And they'll they'll be back again. You know the you know the food vendors way better than I do. I'm happy to say so. And then um, we have some Bahamians. We're gonna have some some of the best conch out there, cracked conch, conch fritters, wow, jerk conch, anything conch. We'll, we'll definitely have you covered there. Awesome. And, and there will be some American food. So sure for, for those that have an allergy or just seafood's not your thing. Right, or like picky kids like mine that just want like chicken fingers. Exactly. Yeah, we'll, we'll yeah, get right. all kids. Are we'll like have that. the chicken yeah. fingers and the Philly cheesesteak. So. Yeah. Don't be afraid to not come because seafood's not your forte. Right. But, well, that's the thing. It's like this is more. I mean, it's called the Pompano Beach Seafood Festival, but there's more to it than right. That, it really you know? is. Yeah. And on the food side, one of the things that that that, that I'm really happy that we've done is if you came to our festival ten years ago, um, it was it was all kinds of great seafood, but it was kind of fried food after fried food after fried food. I mean, mm-hmm. it was just there was an awful lot of 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 that kind of food there. And, and, you know, people's tastes have changed and times have changed. Mm-hmm. Not that we won't have that, but we don't have one after another, after another anymore. The, you know, the Florida fine foods will be our biggest vendor that does all that kind of stuff, but then okay. there will be some others doing it, but it's, it's not going to be just miles and miles of that. And so there's going to be more fresh food and conch and all the other things that people, people okay. really like now. So 
Right. You know. Yeah, I think to my what my father was speaking of. I mean, for many years, there was just a circuit of seafood festivals throughout this country that mm-hmm. there'd be ten food vendors that would travel the country and they would be at every one of these. Oh, really? Yeah. And it was just kind of the same fried crap, if I'm allowed to say that word. It was just a row of it. <laughs> say you can say whatever you want. Sure. It's fine. And so we, we've Troy's been really instrumental, but we're kind of trying to really class up our food court. And it's mostly going to be all local food vendors. Yeah. Um, so it's not going to be those national vendors that just travel the country that the same food that's been in their frozen truck for uh, who knows how long. Well, that's good to hear. So, yeah. I mean, I, yeah, fresh, and, fresh and local is the direction we're trying to go with everything. Yeah, that's good to hear because you know what? I'm glad you brought that up. I didn't really think about that. But if we're talking local, talking local, all the local bands and all the local, we'll get to the local artists and all these over. Yep. If I showed up and then there was just really this homogenized, you know, just seafood like intense, then yeah, that might be a little, little different. I like the fact that it's all local and bringing together the local community. And there are fewer vendors too. We used to yeah. have we used to have twenty four, twenty eight, twenty six vendors, and I think right now, um, our our main food court area has only got about seventeen or eighteen, I think, vendors. Yeah, so we've quality tried to, over quantity. Yeah, we've think, really tried. Yeah. You know, we've we've tried to make the. The, the challenge is just the budgets. I mean, honestly, to make this financially work is mm-hmm. so difficult anymore. Well, the ticket but, prices seem right to me when I yeah, saw them the other day. That's what we wanted. You know, we, this cost, we didn't want to go, we didn't want to go to that 30, 40, $50 ticket. Yeah. You know, we didn't feel like that's what we were about. So, you know, we're $15 on Friday, mm-hmm. you know, for it's, it's, we're open from five to 10 and then we're $20 on Saturday and Sunday. Um, we're keeping our drink prices, you know, as reasonable as we, <clears throat> as we possibly can. So, um, to me, it's, it, 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 and I know you guys probably go to a lot more events than I do, but they're very expensive anymore. I mean, it's, yeah. just, it's just insanity how expensive things I are. I liked how you explained, because with that headliner artist, if they really jack up the ticket price at the end of the day, because exactly. if you're telling me I'm going to pay $18 for the guess who, I'm going to tell you, guess what? I'm not, you yeah, know yeah. what I mean? That's a tough call. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you guys are doing it right. And, and coming out of the, the you know what? era yeah right and and really opening the show up um in a rethought way um in a local way um it 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 makes a lot of sense to me and i'm excited about it and i'm Absolutely. excited to be involved with it and, and all that <laughs> and so. it's great too to support all these local bands i mean yeah we, we all had our hardships throughout the past couple of years right. and these guys you know they haven't been able to do all these festivals so it's cool to see our uh entertainment budget get spent here locally yeah absolutely uh, look Good. Let me address another uh, 800 pound gorilla with the seafood festival that we've been dealing, we've had to deal with, and that's p- not being on the beach anymore. Okay. You know, that's been a big thing for, for people who came to our event for many, many years. There was nothing, there was nothing so magic as we used to have on that beach. It was mm-hmm. just unbelievable. And back in, you know, in, in days when I remember one year we had Grand Funk Railroad playing on a Saturday night, mm-hmm. this was probably 15 years ago. So they were probably a lot more relevant then right. than they are now. And the moon was rising up out of the ocean, and, the, and the, it was a gorgeous day, and the beach was packed with people. I mean, it was an amazing thing. So we've been getting a lot of that, you know, oh, it's so much better when it was on the beach. You like you get a lot of people oh, saying we that? Do. We yeah, do. We okay. do. And it's, it's, it's probably a little bit less, but, but uh, and that's one of the things I want people to understand. We didn't move off the beach because we wanted to. We moved off the beach because if you've been to Pompano Beach lately, and the phenomenal work, they've, how mm-hmm. they've developed that beach down there, there just literally is not a place to do an event like ours right on that beach anymore you know and but the good news is we moved to community park and community park's a fabulous venue for it's an a great event. park yeah i tell yeah. everybody you know had you never gone to the beach and you just came to our event at the community park you'd go wow this is a great event mm-hmm. so 
you know, I, I hate to see some of the naysayers sometimes, you know, out on social media say, oh, I'll go back to the beach. Well, you know what? A, we don't have the option to go back to the beach. And B, by being in community park, we've been able to save a lot of money and again, keep that event, keep the event alive. And it's, there's parking there. You know, it's, it's, it's just, it's a great event. It's a great venue now. I'll be honest with you. Like, I love the beach just as much as the nice guy. But when it comes to going to like a concert or an event, I prefer like being on solid ground. <laughs> yeah. I mean, because if yeah. you're, you're have to trudging through the sand and everything and, you know, probably nicer to go to the park you know oh. instead of going to the beach i, I, the I remember carrying cases of rum through that beach in a yeah. very <laughs> crowded environment yeah it's it's, <laughs> it it's, it's not an easy you know terrain yep. to to navigate so you know yep. listen it all works out at the end of the day because at the end of the day i think people just want to come out have a good time in the best way possible exactly right and like listen i think a lot of it a lot of it is going to come down to the how well people are going to respond to the music because yep. i, th- I yep. think i i don't think they know yet how good that that part's going to be you know because they're just going to be shaking their heads and jamming out the whole time and it's going to be great i I think the quality of the music we're going to have this year will be far better than any year we've ever had yeah i agree overall yeah you know because rather than putting all of that time and effort and money into those two or three acts at the end of the night yeah we're going to have we're going to have the all these really good acts playing all day long yeah you know so the quality of the music i think is going to be phenomenal and, and I'm not sure even local bands is the right way to classify this. Um, I mean, we're, we're talking all the way from South Miami to Northwest West Palm Beach. Yeah. And I mean, and, and even community out West as well. It's not like we just went our backyard to Pompano and picked our 10 bands that play between mm-hmm. three different bars. Um, Bob Unger, who my dad mentioned, or who does our entertainment. I mean, we, we really tasked him to kind of go all the way to the South end of Miami, all the way up North. Because our, our whole goal is, you know, if there's a band that's really popular in Miami, Mm-hmm. We want to bring that group that follows that band and bring them to Pompano for an evening. Yeah. Um, and same with up, up in Palm Beach. We, I know we have a lot of bands out of Delray and West Palm. I think, you know, when I say local, I generally mean in my heart, like Stuart all the way down the Key West. Yeah, South yeah. I mean, the, the, all of South yeah. Florida. I mean, yeah. I, re- I really kind of just, we're all just kind of one <laughs> group, you know. Yep. I mean, obviously we're a Pompano-based business and people and artists and mm-hmm. podcasts and all that and that's grow where you're planning yeah you know and, and stem out from there but you know really i, I kind of consider that whole stewart all the way down like all one thing mm-hmm. you know what i mean there's a couple parts of miami we don't talk about <laughs> <laughs> i love you miami yeah oh, man. Um, <laughs> i yeah. thought our traffic was bad here and i went down to coral Tor- gables yeah. the other week oh my gosh we went down i went down <laughs> recently um so let's see, I do all the Jimmy Johnson events, and they they have their one, the Tournament of Champions that they do in November. And I had to go down there after work one night. It literally took me two hours <laughs> to get from here. It's crazy. And I left at like 3, 3.30. Yeah. I thought I was beating traffic by doing it. I don't think it matters but anymore. There is no beating traffic? Yeah, I don't think it matters anymore. And then the express lane seems great until there's an accident in the yeah, express lane. Right. I took the express lane. It took me two hours. Yeah. And then you're watching everyone go by on yeah. the other side. So. I'm like, oh, it's business related. I'm going to get down there quick. You know what yeah. I mean? And yeah, it didn't matter. No. I don't know. So anyway, thank you guys for pushing oh. forward and, oh, and, and, and doing this event. I want to talk about um, this isn't the only event that you guys do. And A, when did you guys really become like an event company as opposed to just starting to put on the seafood fest every year because you guys do a boat shows too. Well, the answer to that question starts before I was born. So. Okay. <laughs> All right. 
So take me back to that time. Well, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so boat shows. That's really like your meat and potatoes, though, isn't it? So yeah, it is. I, I the, the the try try to make a long story really short. I grew up in the boat business. Well, my my dad. Um, we moved to Florida and we moved to Pompano actually in 1959. My dad worked for Chris Craft. Oh wow! In in Michigan, and Chris Craft moved their home office, their corporate offices from Michigan to Pompano, in in the late 50s. They did. Yeah, yep, and yeah for How years. How did I not know that? Yep, Pompano. Yeah, Chris really? Craft. Back you know in the, in the day when Chris Craft was Chris Craft. Yeah, and there, and there was nobody else. I mean, there, no, that was the there boat. was Chris yeah. Craft, and there was almost nobody else. Back else. in the old Ted Williams days, and the you yeah, know, so Humphrey so that Bogart was and all that <laughs> in the in the late 50s and early 60s, and and um, yeah, they they had. Um, they had a the factory. There was a factory, the Chris Craft factory. That they built a bunch of their boats right in Pompano. On, Where was on, it? On the Andrews Avenue extension there, just just kind of south of, just kind of south of Atlantic. Really? Um, yep. Yep. <laughs> you got to yep. look into that. That might be your building. Yep. And uh, so Yanni, Yanni's family, they they own a, a nice business down here, and and they got a pretty substantial uh, um, footprint over there. So yeah. So that I I, I want to look into that. <laughs> that that would be cool. Dude, and if I, you found the, that out. I'll wow. tell you the, the um, where where Marine Max is today on Federal Highway there in Pompano. Uh -huh. That building was originally built as the Chris Craft Test Center. That's where they brought all their boats and did all their all their prototype boats and all their modeling and all that. And they did all, they did all their testing at that. See facility. now I'm starting to get into this here real yeah. good because <laughs> I'm a history buff really, yes. and I love finding this stuff out. I had no idea about yep. that. Yep. So so uh, so anyway, I you know I I I was in I I graduated from Pompano High and as, okay. as did Kyle, but I graduated a few years before him. <laughs> just, a <laughs> just a couple. Wait, wait. But, the, what was the name of the mascot? Yeah. The well, oh, the Bean Pickers. Yeah, the Bean Pickers. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. That, that's way back when. That, I always I, forget that. My, my my brother who's who's older than I was. Or yeah. Am, he was a bean picker. I was I was a golden tornado. Well, okay. Even but, when I was there, the yearbook was still the bean picker. I'm I'm not really? sure if it still is today. But okay. We'll have to ask Jason Frey that question. <laughs> so so anyway, so my dad worked for Chris Craft and all all through high school, and then in the late '60s, um, he left Chris Craft and went to work for Bertram. Okay. And and uh, um, he was with Bertram. He he actually retired from Bertram. He was president of Bertram when he when he retired actually back in it was this was in the mid '80s when he wow. retired. So. Um, so I grew up around the, obviously I, I grew up around all that, that world. And, um, I got into the, I backed into the boat show business before the very first Fort Lauderdale boat show. It was in 1976 was the first Lauderdale boat show at Bahiamar. Okay. And there was a guy, a guy named Kay Pearson who started yachting promotions. Mm -hmm. well, Kay had never put on a show in his life and we knew each other casually just through the industry. And I was looking for a job at the time. And so he, he we got in touch and I went to work for him about three months before that first show. So I worked for Kay for like eight years all through. We started the Fort Lauderdale show and established that show. We started the St. Pete show. We did a lot of other things. And then I went out on my own um, again, like 82, something like I'm looking at Laura trying to remember, <laughs> like, like around 82 and started my own business. And we, we uh, stayed in the boat show business and started doing smaller regional shows around. Okay. So that's kind of how it's, that's kind of how it started. And then now we do, um, it's just morphed. There's a lot of things to do. You know, we've been very blessed over the years. We've morphed into into the West Coast. We do three boat shows on the West Coast that are mm -hmm. all owned by the, um, the Southwest Florida Marine Industries Association. Okay. It's same. It's the same kind of. It's the same group like that owns the Fort Lauderdale show. So this is the West Coast version of that. Right. Of that group. So they own the shows, and we now and we manage the shows for them, but we also manage the Marine Association as well. So it's just, okay. It's just been weird how that. <laughs> and Kyle Kyle started with us. It's been 
I think it's like six, seven years now, isn't it? Yeah, I want to say, uh, so I graduated Florida State in 2013. Go Knowles. Go Knowles, baby. Hey, Everybody in the room. <laughs> Everybody in the room. Uh, so you went to Florida a, State. I'm a Gator. Oh, you're oh, a Gator? Oh. I'm a Gator. Sorry. You were the only one in the room. Well, too bad. That is not all. <laughs> I'm still proud. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so yeah, it was 2014. I was living in Jacksonville at the time and uh, business was starting to expand. They were mm-hmm. kind of getting out of the recession finally. And so our parents were looking for a, an extra hand and the timing worked out pretty good. Mm-hmm. Came back to South Florida actually right before the seafood fest that year. I want to say I came back in March and got thrown right into it. <laughs> yeah. Got to uh, learn what dealing with vendors is all about. Yeah. <laughs> I hear you. I, you know what always amazes me, um, you know, in, in the, we'll call it the marine industry, right? Uh, how big of an industry it is but how small how small i've never seen such an industry that's so condensed and so wide at the same time and it all depends on how you're looking at it at the time but you know like the coconut telegraph that runs through and yeah and and all that you know whispers travel you know like ripples on a a still lake and it's just it 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 amazes me you know this business and you know it's it's an it's an easy web to get caught in, um, and it's a very difficult um, web to rise above and just maintain your dignity and your sanity <laughs> and, and, and all the above. And you know, so kudos to you yeah. for for. Yeah, it's been. It, it can't be easy. <laughs> you know what I'm talking no, about. No, I do. I do. Right? There's a lot because of I, do, I deal industry. with it all day yeah. long. Yeah. Right. We've been we've been out. I I quit my day job like nine years ago, and we're we. We connected by water proper and celebrated its third anniversary. Um, so I've been also I also freelanced while I had my day job for years in this right. industry. And ever since I was again, seventeen years old, I was in my first Marine Life Art Gallery, kind of right behind it. So over here, so I've had some pretty good exposure to this business. And you know, it just it just amazes me that over time, the more things change, the more they stay the same. Yeah. And it's just you know, it's it's baffling to me. <laughs> it's it's you crazy, know? you know. And Pompano has just such a history within it's the, the marine industry it's, it yeah, really it's is just, it's just crazy yeah i mean merits you know and and, and there's so much history yeah that the whole chris craft thing was i mean in those days of course chris craft at one time was the largest employer in the city yeah of Papano, yeah really you know? wow wow yeah <laughs> wow yeah. Well, what a great boat company though i mean it's such a oh that the yeah. classic vessel i mean really yeah you know, yeah if you i always if you look at pompano I mean, Pompano is to the marine world probably what like Soho is to the art world. You know, it, it's really kind of like this. It may not be the most money making or whatever, but <laughs> it really is somewhat of an epicenter it is. of of like a nexus of, of where all this, you know, happens. And all of South Florida. I mean, in the marine industry, South all of South Florida. Florida. So, you can't South, discount the the, the con- mean, contributions Miami has made. And the, look uh, at Stewart, look made, at the and the area and the build, for sure. Builders and all the people yeah, I don't want to discount just, any of that. Oh no, I love Pompano. But, you can, but you Pompano, can. there's just a charm to it because it's not your big money town like a lot of these places are. But it's just got the heart and soul of you know. I, I know exactly the, what you're talking about. Where the salt of the earth kind of. It's always funny when I travel and people ask where you're from. Yeah. You never want to say Miami. Right. And then you say Pompano, and they have no idea what you're talking no, about. No, you got to say Fort Lauderdale. And then you say it's in between Fort Lauderdale and Boca, but yeah. you know the stereotype they have, and you're like, right. it's hard to understand what yeah. Pompano really is about. Yeah, it is. It, it is. I mean, you, you can't, I mean, 
You're right. You say Fort Lauderdale, and that's probably the closest they can get to people understanding <laughs> kind of where And they, they know from. the airport, and they flew in there right. before. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, and there's just so much history. There's, I mean, the, 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 you know, the, the fishing fleet at Hillsborough Inlet, mm-hmm. I mean, back in the, you know, many, many years ago, it was just, you know, there was no place else like that. Right. You know? Um, you know, and, and Skip, uh, Captain Skip, obviously, you know, well, you know, yep. you know him well, well, I, you know, I go back when I remember, I knew Skip when he was, you know, yeah. when he was little, because there's so much history with, you know, his family with Tom Hall and then the Guernsey sure. family. I don't know if you know that whole history, mm-hmm. but, but it's a. Skip he, gives me an earful about a lot of that too, whenever he's <laughs> Actually, in, we, sure. wrote a, we wrote a great article a couple of years ago for the Rodeo magazine. I should get you a copy that there's a whole history of the Helen S. Oh yeah, I'd love yeah, to, I'd love yeah, to read that. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. Yeah, I really get into that. Like I really do, and I love having Skip on the show. And yeah. it's just he's such a character, and he's so well loved. And you know, yep. how can you not like Skip? Oh yeah, he's a teddy bear. He's, he's like the most likable guy <laughs> in the world. Yep, he is. Yeah, and, and it's um. So you guys go back from doing some work in the rodeo for like for sure. Like you guys have had a relationship before that. Before the rodeo, or is that really kind of no? How? I mean, I you know that's when I first met Skip was was, yeah. was through the rodeo, but that was when Skip was was in high school, I think. Yeah, you know, it was a long long time ago because the rodeo had such a great history of in Pop. I mean, in Pompano, there was there's no other tournament over the years that has given back as much to the community as the rodeo did. I mean, by is that, far, is that coming back? <laughs> I know that I, I've heard some rumblings uh, that it might. I, I, I don't know. I don't, I mean, honestly. Are you hopeful? <laughs> I would love to see it come back. I think Pompadour needs the rodeo back. I would love to see it come back. And as I've told everybody who's ever asked me, you guys want to do it, I'm, I'll am i be your best committee member. Yeah. <laughs> but, but you know, I'm not, it, it's like a lot of things in life. It's, it, it takes a, a tremendous amount of work to make it work. It would work. not be an easy thing it's to It's not put an together. easy thing. So, you know, if if the right thing came along, I mean, Skip, when I finally told Skip after 2018 that we just, you know, we're our our boat show business and our marine industry business had just gotten so busy, we I just, you know, because we weren't we didn't get paid for doing the rodeo, we right. were doing it totally volunteer, and I just said we just we just can't put the time into it anymore. Yeah, as much as I love it, tough. and I do love the rodeo. I mean, I I literally go back. I think I think I got on the rodeo committee in about 1979 or 1980. Wow. Yeah. So I mean, I was on that committee for yeah, a long, long time. Long time. They yeah. used to put up some good tournaments, man. They, we used oh, to have, yeah. That oh. used to be the tournament. By far, well, there was nobody else. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You know. that was it. <laughs> I mean, one year they caught that marlin, and, yeah, they, I, and that was back in the day when people were pulling out monster mahis out of the water. It's like you really don't see a lot of mahis caught that big I, lately. I can, I can tell, you <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I can tell you a lot of stories. I can tell you a lot of stories. Well, we're on the podcast, so <laughs> don't, don't you, hold back. You, you did bring up the marlin. I know that's a good story. Yeah, so so the Marlin the Marlin story was that was the Renegade. Mm-hmm. It was a 50, 54 Bertram, I fifty four fifty fifty four Bertram, I think. And they'd run over to the they ran they caught that fish in the Bahamas. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And which was obviously not the most legal thing they could possibly have done. But <laughs> you know they call they they called us on they called us on the radio or probably on the phone I don't remember, and and said we have a we have a Marlin we think he's over four hundred that we're bringing in. Well, we were on that barge right at the sands. You know, we used to bring in the yep. we used to bring in that the barge, the flotilla, the, you know, yeah. the, and we did our weigh-ins at the bar on the on the barge, and you know, we built up a scaffolding and we had a couple scales on it. Mm. And it's like, are you kidding me? How, we can't weigh a four hundred pound marlin here, uh-huh. you know. And and so we had like three hours. Well, because they called while they were running back from the Bahamas with this I, fish. I believe Vince told me they were at the Red Lion having breakfast. When, yeah, when yeah. They called <laughs> in, in Bimini. Yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wow. Those guys were crazy guys. <laughs> so, the 
the barge had big spuds. Uh-huh. I don't know if you're, everybody knows what you know. The spuds yep. are the big the, the big metal tubes that hold the barge in place that they raise up. So that was very that was very tall. So we ended up over that period of time figuring out a way to get up on the top of one of those spuds and mounted a scale on there. And and when that that fish came in, there's great pictures of that somewhere with, of that of that I fish. Remember, I remember that, that fish being hanging, um, hanging in the on paper. that. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. like right in the front of the Sun Sentinel. It was. We had a hell of a. Oh, it was. It was nuts. But yeah. We, but we got it in. We got it weighed. Yeah. It was. That was back in the day before uh-huh. when we were still bringing in a lot of sail, well, a lot of billfish, which thank God yeah. we don't anymore. Right. Right. Yeah. Exactly. I remember days when we actually fill a dumpster with sailfish. Oh. Yeah, that's and that's just and not good. And today I think I mean, about that and I just it makes me sick to think about yeah. it. You know, but then it was everybody. That's what we did. You know? Yeah, well, it, you know, you can't. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you look back the way things used to be. You can't really criticize <laughs> yep. it too much because it was you know it was just a lot of things were commonplace. I mean, it's like smoking around an airplane. Yeah, right. No one ever thought <laughs> twice about it. You know what I mean? Now, if someone did it, you'd be like, "What the heck <laughs> Are is you going on back there?" You know what I mean? Yeah, it's it the same kind of thing. You know, your cultures change and the attitudes change and viewpoints change and. You know, some for the better and some for, well, why the heck do we even need to do that? But but know. the reality about the rodeo was it was totally volunteer driven. Well, not totally. We did have an executive director, but I mean, the at the end of the day, it was right. all run by volunteers. Yeah. And, you know, the other tournaments that came along that were not volunteer driven um, and they've done a great job. I mean, I can't knock, you know, I can't knock any of those tournaments, but we just couldn't compete. You know, we didn't have the, you know, we were all volunteers and, you know, it wasn't what we did. And, and yeah. so it was just, it was a shame because we had. Oh, we had so many. We had so much I, fun and so many relate. great years. We we do a lot of um, we do a lot of things like give back in community stuff, and you know, especially early on as we were trying to grow our business. You know, we like, yeah. yeah, let's get. We just want to get involved. Let's get out there. Let's get involved and do things. And you know, then you start getting pounded with people asking, asking, "Hey, can you do this? Can you do that?" Yeah. And then you start feeling bad, like, yeah, you know, I'm gonna starve. Yeah. And then you're exactly. gonna before long, you're gonna <laughs> yeah. have to start doing projects for me yeah. and you know i don't know but it's it's tough to get around there i i can really anyway and the seafood festival committee was the same as the rodeo committee so yeah all these people are giving all this time to help support the seafood fest and then it was tough to just two weeks later kind of repeat that same motion yeah again. yeah that's true that's a good point you gotta turn around and then you're yeah that's a lot to put in it is it that's is. a lot to put in well hey Maybe there's a way to make it happen. We'll uh, see. We we would love to support it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, and so would we. Yeah. yeah. Again, but you, someone's got a great definitely a great name around, and right? legacy in Pompano. Yeah. All right. Cool. I mean, you guys want to talk about any of your other boat shows? I mean, you you guys are just coming off a really really good one. Um, I know it's not the local event, but um, yeah, you know. our shows are on the West Coast, but I think it's pretty indicative. That's why I was asking you earlier, you know, about Palm Beach. I'll be really interested to see how Palm Beach does. But yeah, our, our shows have been just, they were off the charts. Every one of our shows in the last, we were very lucky. We didn't lose a boat show to, to that C word. Yeah, there you <laughs> um, go. Thank you. Our, 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 our fir- the first show we had to deal with what was our Bonita show in 2020. Mm-hmm. And literally the Saturday night of our show was the first death in the state of Florida. So. Yeah, he was telling me yes, about that. Saturday was a record day. <laughs> yeah. It was crazy because Saturday was a record day in that show. Yeah. And Sunday, you could hear a pin drop. It was ghost town. Wasn't it crazy how fast yeah, everything just, just went? Like, it's like a switch overnight. Well, the marine industry just, it it, it literally stopped Yeah, yeah. for about three months. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, everybody went, oh my gosh, that's you can the, go out on a that's boat. That's the only thing we could yeah. do. You can go out on yeah. a boat. And so, you know, that's been the you know from an industry standpoint that's been it's been great for our business the all the retail sales and motors yep. everything's through but the it's, roof it's a struggle now i don't have to tell you i mean yeah. you know, nobody's gotten you know we our, our bonita show every one of our dealers who does our shows they were literally every single dealer was there but 
they're they're selling futures and they're selling yeah. you know they're they're yeah all the high-end stuff is now out you know a year and a half and oh at least there's no motors at least and we're doing know? everything for cv on on the apparel and yeah and you know we hear stories from them all it's the time crazy. we're like the years out that they are <laughs> it's insane and they can't get resin yep. they yep. can't get all these other and that's, and that's some snowstorm happens in texas and delays it again right <laughs> you know and they have no idea what these boats are going to cost when they're built yeah. because of the resin issues and, all, right. and other issues so it's it's been it's been i mean it's been a really really good but it's been tough too yeah you know? and the price of gas and fuel goes up which yeah. is which your products everything yep. goes up because it takes yep more money to ship them to you and oh, it's, it's insane these inflation things. but people are still moving to florida <laughs> and buying boats people are but <laughs> that show that's why it'll be interesting to see because palm beach is going to be the first show i think since we've had since it's really had hit with the fuel issues yeah. and all the world issues going on but i think people are still going to be out and i think they're still going to be spending money i predict that i <laughs> predicted like a, a year ago like in a couple of years we're going to see a completely flooded small boat market in the used market just because people are just not going to realize what they got themselves into that's right and yeah. they're like okay wait i'm not really a boat owner. <laughs> you know and this thing's been sitting on and the side yeah. of my house for two years i've only used it since covid right? we're, we're actually already starting to see a little bit of that and the people that are kind of dumping it now is probably the smart move right because they're able to i've heard stories of someone that bought a boat two years ago and just sold it for more than they bought it two years i've ago. been hearing lots of that yeah yep. lots of those yeah lots of that and it's it's true. I mean, trucks are the same way. Yep. Yeah, it's great. Trucks are exactly the same way. I mean, it, it, people are, instead of when their lease is up on their truck, <laughs> they're buying the lease out yep. and then selling their truck for more. It's for crazy. More, like easily. Yeah. And, and so it doesn't really make sense to turn your lease in anymore. Because <laughs> you should, if, if you have a truck, yeah, right, it's in high demand. We were talking about it not too long ago, Yanni was looking to buy a truck he's like they got no trucks we, well i've been trying to buy right? I've, I've been wanting to buy a truck for the last year and every time i think about it i go this is i mean yeah i'm driving a 2011 with 160,000 mile my expedition but i can't replace that truck now it's can't replace just, it no. can't replace it and it's you know insane. really the places where you know i mean trucks are being sold at a premium now um because they're tougher to get you know and Dealerships are just making all their money on the service departments and you know, just trying yep. to yep. try to weather the storm that way. It's not easy for them either. No, you know what oh, I mean. No, I, no. I mean, Joey sponsors the show. He's a very close friend of mine, and we talk about it all the time. And he's like, puts so, his arms up. He's like, "What do you want me to do?" It's a blessing and a curse. Yeah, I mean, he, exactly. Is. He's like, you know, we're just we're, our service is up and <laughs> our sales are down. But you know, honestly, it's, it's like you have to raise. The, the price of the truck, it's a matter of supply and demand. It's yep. simple like an It is. Really. Yep. It is. I, I mean, the, the, the boat dealers are, I mean, they're, they're literally, a lot of them are just selling futures right now. And they're getting, you know, they're, they're taking deposits. They're, yeah. And all the people that are doing are, are they're buying a place in line. Mm. Yeah. Know, they don't even know what the boats are going to cost, yeah. but, but they feel like if they don't get in line now, they're never going to get their boats. So they're still doing it. Right. Yeah. It's, exactly. crazy. it's crazy. Like the it's contracts crazy. they're signing don't even have a price in it. Right. So it's yeah. price to be determined upon delivery. TBD. <laughs> and if you don't want it, then oh well, we'll sell to somebody else. Yeah. And there's exactly. already a, a long list of people. But you know, you commented about the glut of boats that's gonna these used yeah. boats are gonna come on the market. So that's you know, that's a blessing and a curse too, in a way. But I think at the end of the day, as I've told a lot of people from the marine industry standpoint, you know, if if we retain forty percent of the people that bought all these boats mm -hmm. and they and we and we keep them as boaters and they weren't boaters before all this, that's a that's a huge home run for the marine industry in the, in yeah, the long run no doubt about you it. know and then the people who don't want it and they want to get rid of their boats and they put those boats on the market well then you know the, the boaters who've been waiting to, bu to right. buy something they're going to be able to buy a boat so you know at the end of the day 
I, I mean, I, I think yeah, I, 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 I think our industry is is going to be riding away for a while longer. If, if if one thing survived throughout all of it, it's it's our industry. Yeah, right? absolutely. And and I really think that um, you can look at a lot of things that went positively for the state of Florida um, during the during the time, and the marine industry, I think, was that one industry that really helped propel that forward economically for the state of Florida. Well, among other things too, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. The good weather, the housing market, and people wanted to come move here and some states did it better than others and Florida did it better than anyone. And everyone's like, oh, well then let's just move there. <laughs> We're like, wait a minute. <laughs> I, I remember in 2018, uh, the, it was the Tampa boat show. I was at a conference, the National Marine Manufacturers were putting on and they were showing a chart of uh, new boat, uh, first time boat buyers. Mm-hmm. And it was just like over the past 20 years, when it was just declining, going down, down, down. It was very depressing and negative. Yeah. And the guy was like, what are we going to do about this? And it was just kind of like crickets. And it was it was very negative connotation. Mm-hmm. And now you look at that chart and it's flip-flop yeah. the other way through the roof. It's amazing how, it's crazy. how it happens. It really really is amazing how it happens. But listen, it we as an industry, that's, as a business that services the industry, did fine. Yeah. yeah. Thing. It really, in fact, we expanded. We, and we continue to expand. And we, you know, here we are. You know, out in Pompano, and then we took this place, and things were fine. Yep. You know, and uh, we're we're very lucky <laughs> about that. We're very fortunate. But listen, that's how it goes. It right? is right. Ebbs and flows, yeah. and swells, and deflations. And, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's yep. funny right now because of everything that's happened in the industry. One of our big pushes for with our association on the West Coast and and a lot all all around the country is how do you deal with all these people who are on the water who have no idea what they're doing? Now? Right. And that's an issue. You know, it's an issue. That, that we're taking pretty seriously. I don't know how much we can affect it, but you know, you, people have to be safe on the water. And with yep. the with the, with the number of new boat, yeah, I mean, the new boaters who want to learn will learn, and they'll get better. You know, and and so what you know, we we we've started a bunch of different kind of education programs to try to just teach people the very basics. You know, what 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 is a wake zone? You know, what is a marker? Who what started is, the education? We we our association actually, Kyle and I and my and Laura, we've been really actually really very very involved in it. We've have this program we're calling it Know Before You Go. Tell me more about that. So Know Before You Go, the campaign is um, is just basically that. I wish I oh I have it in my truck. I'll, <laughs> I'll give you. I'll show you something that we came yeah. up. With. We 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 developed a a really simple little guide. Um, that we printed on waterproof paper that we're distributing for free for is getting it as widely circulated as we possibly can. Okay. That just tells people what the very basics are. Literally, it show, it tells you, you know, what's the difference between a, a slow speed zone and an idle speed zone. And, right. You know, and, and uh, safe operation. You know, it's funny how, how many people just need to know that they, basic stuff. Yeah. That don't you know. know that don't know it. Everyone thinks you have to learn the advanced stuff first and but just, you know this is you know? It, it, it's literally a quick starter guide is yeah. kind of what i'm calling and it. We, we really couldn't find something out there which is why we created it mm-hmm. um i mean there's a lot of resources on the internet but we wanted something that was easy just a one page look at okay and um the different buoys the markers the, the red and green can get yeah red. the red right return yeah. deal and, red, all and, yeah. the, and the red right returning is different from intercoastal right you, you know yep, and, and, exactly. and it's simple but if you don't know you don't know it you know, so that's, that's, so we, and actually we've developed now a, dis, a no before you go display that we're using in all of our boat shows. And we've right. actually got boating experts who are in our, in the, in the booth that are just there to answer the basic questions for people, yeah. you know, and it's, 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 it's been, it's been really, we, we just did it again in Benita and one of our guys didn't show up one day. So I got the, I got to have fun and spend <laughs> almost a whole day 
working in that display. And it was really interesting to me because people really did care. They wanted to know. We're teaching people how to tie. How many people don't know how to tie a cleat? Right. It's the easiest thing in the world, but nobody ties a it's cleat true. properly. It's true. You know, no, they don't, people don't know how to you tie a... You wrap four circles around yeah. something, right? <laughs> if you don't know the knot, tie a lot. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> you took the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> you know, it's it, it's really interesting. On the, on the cover of your book should be right at the hills where inlet, one of those boats that's just oh, right yeah, up exactly. on the jetty. Yeah, right. It's just saying <laughs> it could happen to you. Yep. Yes. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. But yeah, no, it's true how often... It's, you could just listen any given week and you sit there on the beach on the... Oh, yeah. On, on the... On the below the lighthouse and just stare at people and, and just shake your and head. And most of those people just literally don't know. No. You know, they don't know how to pass a boat. They don't know, you know, they just don't know some some of the very basic things. So that's, that's it's it's a project we're, we're excited about. That's that great. Really if there's anything we can do and help or promote that here, yeah, please, it's really, uh, I'd it's love really to been, get Unfortunately, involved. it's been designed on the West Coast. So a lot of our verbiage and stuff is, is related to the waters over there. But it, it's the same. We could we could do that, yeah. something similar to I, it here. I know the yeah. Central yeah. Florida marine industry is just kind of. Yeah, a lot, of, well. a lot of associations around the country have kind of taken our idea now and they've, they're redoing our, our flyer and doing it for. Yeah, I'll show it to you. It's, it's okay. Actually, yeah, no, it's I'd, I'd cool. love to see that because we talk about boater safety here on, on, on the show quite a lot. Um, a lot of times, you know, we, we promote EPIRBs. Yep. Okay. And everyone should really have one yep. on, on their boat. Absolutely. It's the first purchase that you should make when you buy a vessel. Absolutely. Um, and I don't care if you're on a kayak or I don't care if you're on a 80 foot Viking, which 80 foot Viking likely has one. <laughs> you know, because those guys have been around the block. Yeah. Um. But, you know, it's just such a valuable tool. I mean, we can bring up circumstances um, to where it could have made a huge difference in a lot of people's lives. Um, and we bring up circumstances that it did make a huge difference in a lot of yep. people's lives that are still living. Yep. Um, and, you know, ACR is a company that we're very heavily involved right. with and we're very good friends with. We do have that synergy with and we uh, promote them um, as much as we can on the show for absolutely free. Um, we don't ever charge them a dime because just because that is a product that we really, really, really believe in right. a lot. And, and it's a company that does care a lot. Um, you know, Mikkel, uh, who runs that show over there, does an outstanding job. Uh, and then uh, I hooked up with them through my uh, friend, Justin Broderick, uh, who for a time was a part of the show. And, you know, I want to give them a plug because they, they really do a good job in, in you know, providing safety for a lot of people. Um, and the other thing too is I really think it should be, I don't like, I'm not the type of person that wants to require anyone to do anything, (laughs) but I really almost think it should be a requirement that take a boater safety course before you get on there and, and you know, you and your family, you know, listen, you could be out on the boat one day with your kid and you could pass out for some reason, you know, and you, and if your 10-year-old boy or whatever had that boater safety yep. course with you, he yep. could likely either get on the radio and know who to call you know, or navigate the boat home, but you really want him to grab <laughs> yeah. that radio yeah. right to call before he does anything. You know, but and the, the basics, of, right. like you're saying, and knowing the channels of, of how to call the right people and, and you know, so your, your words don't fall in deaf ears and what could be crucial minutes. Yep. Um, yep. So... You know, these are things that I think people that yeah, the, the back of the back do. of our guide has has all yeah. that safety information and how to call and how to call and all that yeah. kind of stuff. Too. So that that's outstanding. Yeah. Um, but you know, listen, we talked about uh, you know where the industry is on a lot of things and how we've navigated that. We talked about um, you know the state of the boats and and how <laughs> the C word affected all that and everything <laughs> like that. Um, but I really want to 
bring it around full circle and talk about the positive effect of how coming out of negative circumstances can have on people. And, you know, who knows if that never happened, if you would have just operated the same lane. There is one band that we were talking about that you had <laughs> on, on the record that we were going to move forward with in 2020 and it didn't happen. And we'd switch gears. And I think, look, you know, it's, um, it's a blessing in disguise. It's a blessing in disguise. Absolutely. You know, that we talked to, we all have about, to reevaluate. Yeah. And there's, the, yeah. The, we've talked about it on the show a couple of times already about this thing called the Cobra effect where it can like, you know, can bring them, you know, one thing in life can bring on unexpected circumstances. Um, and at the end of the day, you just have to embrace it. Yep. You know, and, you know, and I think that's what you guys are doing and I'm proud to be involved uh, with you guys. I'm very happy that you guys came to give me your time today. Um, I'm really cool <laughs> to hear about the Chris Craft stuff. And, <laughs> yeah. and all that's, I mean, I want to talk more about you. That, you know, we, I think we need to find out if that's the same building. I don't know what gives me this really ghosty goosebump feeling, but I, I got a feeling that that might be like you know, synonymous there. There was a there um, was a big office building right on Andrews, and then behind it was a big fact was the big factory. I don't familiar? know that those buildings are still there, though. I don't know. Yeah, well, I, don't, I don't really know. We'll look into that. Well, listen. The Palm Beach Seafood Festival. Popping up. Oh, my God. You know <laughs> why Palm I Beach said Boat that? Because I'm doing the Palm Beach. Right, we're going to be at the Palm Beach Boat you'll, you'll Show this weekend. Wow, I did say Palm Beach. Um, wow, yeah. Look at these. Yanni's rolling his eyes. He's like, way to go, D. Um, no, but I'm going to be at the Palm Beach Boat Show um, set up uh, this weekend. Um, but the Pompano Beach Seafood Festival. Tickets are on sale now. You go to pompanobeachseafoodfestival.com. They'll, they'll be on sale next week, actually. We're just about next there. Next week, they're yeah. not on sale yet. Okay. Not quite, but almost there. Uh, well, when they when the show airs, they'll be on sale. There we go. Pompanobeachseafoodfestival.com. Okay. Yep. Pompanobeachseafoodfestival.com. <laughs> and um, you can find you on social media at? Pompano Beach Seafood Festival. Pompano Beach Seafood Keeping Festival. Keeping it simple for right? you. All right. Yep. Good. Keeping it simple. I like it. Um, tickets are $15 for Friday, $20 for Saturday and Sunday. Yep. That's right. It. Yep. And, um, come and see <laughs> the minnow, right? <laughs> so we have a trailer now connected by water and we will be set up. We'll be set up right next to EDBL life. Papa's, uh, raw bar, um, next to Troy and Cassie and the whole gang, uh, we'll all be one big happy family over there, uh, ready to serve you and entertain you and, <laughs> whatever and um we'll have some apparel and different things like that but more importantly you guys will have the shirts um that we're producing so be sure to stop by the which who who's doing the selling help so it's gonna be the kiwanis club the west kiwanis side club that will help side. with the, the t-shirts all right um but you'll see all of our charities out there lending a hand you'll see that we've got four different bars the uh, rotary will be doing a bar shipwreck park uh, okay. pompano proud and who am I missing? Boy Dad? Scouts will be selling tickets. And Boy Scouts selling tickets. Awesome. <laughs> yep. Awesome. <laughs> so come out, support your community, support the uh, Pompano Beach Seafood Festival. I said it right. That That's right. Say, right. So, so right. One more thing, please. Uh, one more. The city of Pompano. I really before we, the city has that we'd we'd reached a point price several months ago when we were really questioning whether we were going to make this happen or not. Mm -hmm. And uh, Earl uh, Bosworth, who's the assistant city manager, who's is a really good guy. Um, he and I were talking. He said, "John, you 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 got to make it work." Yeah. And and he said, "We're." He said, "You know, the city's behind you 100 percent." And he said, "You know, whatever we can do, we want to make this. You know, we want to see this thing grow. We want to see it survive. And we're gonna, you know, and we're back." So they have been 
just amazing. All of their city staff, all the people who are involved in the event have, yeah. have they bent really over are backwards. Amazing. They've done the, you know, we're very, very blessed in Pompano to have a great mayor, a great commission mm-hmm. and, and, a, and a really good staff, you know, between Greg, Greg Harrison, the yep. city manager and, and all the other people at the city. And I do, we do over the years, I've done events in a million different cities. And, mm-hmm. and even though it's my hometown, uh, Pompano's does a phenomenal job. And I, I just want to, go on the record and say thanks to the city because yeah, no, this I'll, wouldn't be happening without no, them. That makes me really, really, really happy that you just said that because we started our business out in Coral Springs right. years ago. I mean, you know, that's where we had to move there for a certain reason, but we're there. And so, you know, I quit my day job and I got one place out there and it grew into like a huge place and we're like, we got to get out of here. But doing being that we are who we are and we paint what we paint, we create what we create, the city of Pompano always gave us so much love opened us i mean obviously we did the bridge project right. with them and but we've done a lot of other projects with them and they have shown us nothing but the greatest hospitality and you know the greatest favoritism and they're, they're so easy and great to work with uh, and you've named them all and i have to throw in horatio Davis horatio <laughs> he's, for, he's you know great. he's been a really great friend yeah. he he really is one of those guys that behind everybody making it all happen um you know and and also, just aside from the city, we have we've probably doubled the amount of sponsors we've ever had for this event. That's great. Which just means our local businesses are buying into what we're doing, which we're really excited about. Yeah. Um, Eat, drink, and be local. The Pompano Isle Casino. Mm-hmm. Twenty six degrees brewing across the street. We have a lot of local businesses. Mm-hmm. And so, the Lighthouse Point Yacht Club actually just came yeah. aboard, which we is big one hundred five nine is yeah. Paul the event. Yeah. Of, yeah. Absolutely. Paul's Paul, great to this. Paul's Paul, another one that gets Paul involved. Tro- yeah. Paul oh, yeah. and Troy are probably our biggest two cheerleaders yeah. in the event. Absolutely. Paul gets involved. Yeah. He comes yeah. on the show just to the goodness of his heart, yeah, just because this is a local show yeah. that promotes the local community, and that's what we do here. Yeah. And you know, I'm glad to see you know how a community can come. Pompano's different in that respect from a lot of places. It's like a wide area of town, but it's got such a small town. Even attitude. though he's a Boca boy now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's right. we'll, we'll let him go. We'll, we'll let him. We I, don't don't let, I don't let him forget. We that. know where he's from. <laughs> we know where he's from. And, uh, you know, and I want to give a shout out to the Chamber of Commerce as well. Absolutely. Um, and Jeannie, Jeannie over there. She runs a tight ship over yeah. there. <laughs> and a little bit of a shout out to us. And I'm going to kind of just throw this in at the end. One late. So um, we just found out today that Connected by Water um, has been named as the winner of the um, small business champion for 2022 for the marine sector. Oh, perfect! Great. Yeah, so Congratulations! That's the business one that that little award from them. So we're pretty stoked <laughs> about that. So, awesome! Um, again, buy your tickets. Show up to the festival. Right, you're gonna be happy. It's gonna be a great time. Yeah, it's and, just twenty dollars. You know, it's it. Cost that much to go to the movies? Seriously, that <laughs> costs that costs more to do a lot less. Exactly. <laughs> that, 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 that's it really sure. is some great entertainment. Yeah, absolutely. Um, go on our website, Facebook, see the lineup, the schedule. There's, yeah, it's, it, I think you're gonna have fun. Awesome, um, Kyle. Good, John. Good. Thank you, John. Thank you so much, Dennis. Dennis. Great it. to see you, man. The wonderful Mrs. Good had to endure <laughs> Laura, our entire Laura's, conversation. Laura's over there being quiet. <laughs> She's never quiet. I don't know why. <laughs> Um, thank you, gentlemen, thank you for coming in. Yep. Um, I want to say that if you're in the market for a new vehicle, uh, please stop by Joey Cardi Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. I know we talked about there being a shortage in vehicles, but those guys are going to work hard to make sure that you guys get what you need, make sure you're happy, uh, and take care of you in any way that they possibly can. Um, they actually do, regardless of what we said, they do have some good deals this month. So please go check them out. Um, price selection and service. Um, I don't want to make any promises 
But a little birdie told me that if you do walk in there and say that you heard about them through the Connected by Water podcast, you might get a better deal than most people do. <laughs> I don't know if that's true or not, but I did hear that rumor. Um, also, uh, we have been drinking Papa's Pilar rum um, this evening. And, um, you know, I want to just say that we are very proud to be part of the Papa's Pilar family and all those gentlemen over there um, are just really great stewards of carrying on the legacy of the Ernest Hemingway family name. Um, I want to give a mention about their new rum called the Legacy, uh, which is their premium bottle of rum, and it is really outstanding. We don't have any left. <laughs> oh, darn. Uh, they, they, we only get that in limited supply, um, but hopefully we'll be getting some soon. I can't wait till it comes back. I dream about you. I miss you. <laughs> legacy rum. Um and also, we talked many times today about uh, Papa's Raw Bar and the EDBL family and Troy and Cassie. Um, you know, and they, Papa Huey and Joy. And, and, and Papa Huey. And listen, <laughs> we, we love uh, them being somewhat like a sister company to us. And, you know, we support everything that they do in their local community, and as do they support us and everything that we do in our local community. Um, they remind you to eat, drink, and be local at all times. All right. Um, and if you're uh, you're online and you want a few shirts uh, for your CV boat, um, head on over to shop.cvboats.com where we design their entire line of apparel and we do all their fulfillment. So you might get a return address from Connected by Water um, because we make it all and we get it over there for you. So, gentlemen, thank you very thank much. Thank you, sir. Um, and we will see you soon at the Pompano Beach Seafood Festival. So cheers. Your ego, cheers. Cheers. Your ego. <laughs> it's not your amigo. Always do your best, and at the end of the day, just let God do the rest. And do not ever forget that no matter where we are, no matter what we're doing, we're all connected by water. <laughs> Thank you, guys. 